All right, let's begin today with a little segment I like to call Get to Know Your Pastor. You ready for this? Okay, here we go. The drive through window is not my happy place. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's not. For starters, I, I don't hear the best. I, I don't hear so well sometimes, uh, but it's not me. I can promise you it, I'm not the problem. And the reason I know I'm not the problem is that I know there are a lot of you are going to agree with me if you're not already agreeing with me. Because it is just one of the most frustrating experiences to be in a drive through window. And I know I'm going to sound like an old man right now, you know. But just think about it. I mean, you pull up and you try to order and, and you can't understand. This is to go. I'm like, what, what do you say? I don't, I mean... And they talk so fast, so fast, and, and oh, man, it is just so frustrating for me. I have absolutely no idea half the time what they're saying. I'm just kind of winging it, and it just frustrates so badly. And I haven't been paid to say this, and I haven't been asked to say this, but I just want to go on record and thank Chick-fil-A for properly training your people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And thank you for buying equipment that works. And, you know, and it cuts out. It, 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 it's just like, oh, my goodness, would you please? Oh, And see, it's not that only. The other thing that makes it frustrating is when you have multiple orders, and, and especially if the multiple orders are coming from people in your car, and it's coming to you live as you're sitting there at the window. And it's just so frustrating, especially when the multiple orders are special orders. If you're a special order kind of person, you are disrespectful to the people that come up with the numbers. I'll have a number one. That's it. Right? There's a, they came up with the, the one is a complete package by itself. Just I don't care if it's number one, number eight, or number 73. Just go by the numbers. No special orders. Please, you know, I have a cheeseburger. No cheese. No burger. <laughs> Add chicken. Bun on the side, please. And I'll have... 13 sauces, and that'll be four ranch, four honey mustard, four barbecue, and one sriracha. <laughs> right? Just order the numbers, right? Oh, man, it is so frustrating, the whole drive-through experience. And the reason I tell you all that is because <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it makes me freeze. I just really, you know, I'm just like... I, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm an educated man and I can't figure this out. Anyway, the reason I share this with you is um, this is going to help you understand why I desperately need to listen to everything that's getting ready to come out of my mouth. This is an illustration of why I need to listen to the one another we're going to talk about today. And it's this, to bear with one another, to bear with one another. Now, I know we don't use that phrase a lot. You know, I'm trying to bear with them. I'm trying to bear with them. So let's just, just, let's just say we're going to be talking about patience today. Okay. We're going to talk about patience to be patient with one another is to bear with one another. And it's exactly what I need to learn to do a better job of at the drive through window. Where do you need to challenge yourself with patience? 
Where, where are you in your relational network struggling to bear with people? I mean, if you're married, you can start there. It's just a hunch, right? If you, you know, if you're a parent, if you, you know, your kids, at least one of them, and if you only have one, just start with that one. You have a friend, you have a brother, you have a sister, somebody you work for, somebody you work with, somebody who works for you, a neighbor. Someone that you find it very challenging to be patient with. See, this goes against our cultural drift. It's so countercultural to bear with people, to be patient with people, because in our culture, you have a very short window to get your crap together, and if you don't, we're moving on. You got a very short window to figure it out, or we're going to move past you. Or I'm going to put some distance between me and you. And you hear people say this all the time about other people. You hear people say stuff like, you know, I can only take her in small doses. Right? I can only handle a little bit of him at a time. That's code for I don't have patience for that person. And I know you know what this is like. Because this is where we live. And if you're a follower of Jesus, listen up. If you're a Christian, better is required of you and me when it comes to this. If you're a follower of Jesus, better is expected of us when it comes to this thing of bearing with, being patient with people. If you're not a follower of Jesus, though, if you're not a Christian, I know you struggle with this as well. And even though this is aimed specifically at how God expects us to live as brothers and sisters in the family of Jesus, this will help you as well. It's just as important for you as it is for any of us. And, and I love the Bible for so many reasons, and I love God's word for so many reasons. But one of the big reasons I love God's word is because God knows exactly where we live. And he knows exactly what we struggle with. And he knows exactly how to address the things in our lives that are most challenging to us. And so today, we're going to look at one of these challenging things, and that's learning how to bear with one another to be patient with one another. And I want to take you to the first century. As we have in this entire series, I think almost every week, we've talked about the writings of the Apostle Paul. So a quick history synopsis for him. If, if you're new to the you know, New Testament, if you're new to church and you know, you've heard maybe the name Paul, Paul started out as an enemy of God, as an enemy of Jesus, as an enemy of the church, as an enemy of Christians, and he made it his full-time job to try to eliminate the influence of Christians and Christianity in Jesus in the first century. I mean, it, he wanted to single-handedly take it all down. And in the process, in the process, God transformed his life. It's a fantastic story how God completely transformed him and changed him. And, and now we find Paul as the biggest proponent, as the quarterback for the team. He's the one waving the Jesus flag. I mean, he's the one saying, you guys, this changed my life and he'll change yours. It's an amazing story. This is the kind of story blockbuster st movies are made out of. And I wish somebody would get a hold of it. And I, I don't mean like cheesy Christian actor kind of things. I mean like good, good stuff. I mean, and I'm sorry that was uncalled for, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
I mean, really high quality stuff. Somebody should get a hold of this kind of story and really tell it well. It's phenomenal. You ought, to, you ought to read it. But so here we have this guy now in the first century who's trying to help people discover what it looks like to follow Jesus. And so I want to show you just a couple of places in the New Testament where he writes to a group of Christians and he's talking to them about maturity. He's talking to them about unity. He's talking to them about what life should look like in the family of Jesus and what God expects of us as followers of Jesus. And he touches on this topic. This is what he says to the Christians in Ephesus. Be completely humble and gentle. Now we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. Be patient, which means bearing with one another in love. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Now, um, another side note here. The New Testament was not written in English. The New Testament was originally written in Koine Greek. It's, it's a classical kind of a dead language. That's not, it's a part of Greek that's not spoken anymore. But back then, this is what the New Testament was written in. Primarily Koine Greek. And so the English translations... There's a couple of different English translations that, that come at this from a couple different angles. And another English translation, one that I love to read from, translate this as make allowance for each other's faults. Be patient and make allowance for each other's faults. I love that because you know, in, in essence what he's saying is go ahead and create space in your life for you to lose patience with people. Go ahead and create space in your life for people to get on your ever little love and last nerve. Don't be surprised when it happens. Don't be like, I can't believe it. Believe it. Before it happens, it's gonna happen. Don't be shocked in your marriage. Isn't it amazing how, you know, not long into your marriage, you know, you're blown away, but I can't believe he said that to me. I can't believe she treated me that way. I can't believe, well, believe it, it's gonna happen. You know, the first time, you know, a parent experiences this with, from their kids. I can't believe they would talk to me that way. I can't believe they would treat me. Well, believe it. This is, this is, you know, God's way of saying, go ahead and create space in your life for people to absolutely drive you up the wall. Make allowance for it because of your love, out of your love. Bear with one another out of love, in love, through love, because, oh yeah, I love, I love everybody. Because, yeah, of course I love them. Great. Bear with them. And then he writes to a group of Christians in the city of Colossae, something very similar. But he adds a different wrinkle to it. Look at it. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If, you have a, if, if any of you has a grievance against someone, Forgive them as the Lord forgave you. Interesting how he mentions it again, but now he ties forgiveness to it. Why? Because he knows that if you don't learn how to forgive and I don't learn how to forgive, we're going to have a hard time being patient with people, bearing with people. In fact, if you're going to bear with one another, if you're going to you know, be patient with anyone, you're going to have to get good at learning how to forgive. Just get good at it. Practice it over and over and over again. Just make it just so it becomes second nature. You're going to have to get good at forgiving each other just as the Lord has forgiven you. So basically, what he's doing here is painting a picture. And here's how I think we can describe what we've just read. 
bearing with one another is all about being patient with the process of people because it's a messy process. It's an icky sticky process. Be patient, bear with one another because you love each other. Bear with one another, be patient with each other, be patient with the process of people. Because the truth is, is that people don't know everything they need to know. And people don't do everything they need to do. And when they do it, people don't always get it right. And we lose patience with people. So be patient with the process of people. You could say, in order to live with each other, we've got to bear with each other. If you're going to live with anybody, you're going to have to get good at doing this. Why? Because it's your only hope for healthy relationships. Your only hope for healthy relationships is learning how to bear with each other. Here's why. Two sides of one coin. On one side, they're only human. After all, so are you. We're human. That's not very impressive. Humanity means we have limitations. We have challenges. We have problems. We have struggles. Do you know that as a human being, you have more limitations than you have capabilities? There's more things you can't do as a human than there are things you can do as a human being. Now, I'm not being a pessimist, and I'm not being glass half empty. I'm just being honest. God has created the human body in ways we have yet to discover some of the amazing things the human body can do. We have yet to even scratch the surface of what the human brain can do. God is just that awesome. But even then, in the vast context of the universe, there's still more limitations on humanity than there are things we can do. So everybody you have a relationship with is human. And on the flip side, it gets worse. They're a sinner. Which means often they do things on purpose to make it difficult for you to be patient with them. Sometimes it's an accident, but you know, they're just, they're just a sinner. They're a sinner, you're a sinner. So you got a humanity, and they happen to be sinners. No wonder, no wonder, he says, bear with, be patient with the process of people. I wrote it in my notes like this because I wanted to make sure I didn't forget it. This, this is how my mind works. I wrote down, bearing with others can be a bear, especially when they are unbearable. <laughs> right? Just think about it. Bearing with others can be a bear, especially when they are unbearable. Now, I could right now, and if I did, I, I could just say, all right, we're done. Y'all go do that. Let's go do that. And, and, and if we left right now and we went to lunch, went to brunch, went back to bed, where, wherever it is, you know, you're going to go back to next. You could very easily walk out of here and say, you know what? That's a good, good reminder. I mean, I kind of knew that. kind of knew that kind of stuff. It's nothing like revolutionary. Good, good reminder. Good reminder. Man, I tell you, that opening song, that guy can sing. Man, that's good. I love him. So glad I was there. And, yeah, thanks. But see, we're not going to do that. We're not done yet. See, it's so important for us to realize when we look into the Word of God, when we see what God teaches us, this is not just for us to... To, to just make ourselves feel good and say, oh, that was nice to know, that was nice to know, that was nice to know. No, because God doesn't want us to just know good things. He wants us to do good things. 
And so we have to make this personal. It's not personal yet. Let's make it personal. I could say, be patient with the process of people, and you would almost immediately agree and say, yeah, that can be tough, but I'll do that. Let's see. Let's be patient with the process of that person. What person? That person. You know that person. No, not that person. That person. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Now, I don't know their names, but you know their name. I don't know who they are, but you know who they are. Try not to poke them, punch them, point at them, look at them right now. Just look straight ahead so nobody else knows that you're sitting by that person. Be patient with the process of that person. See, it's not enough for us to just agree with a concept. It's not enough for us just to agree with a principle. We have to personalize this. So I want you to picture in your mind the person that is the most challenging for you to be patient with. Doesn't matter what the reason is. Because I know you got good ones. But I mean, they're so challenging. And it may be someone you're married to. And it may be someone you gave birth to. And it may be a friend or it may be a coworker. But you know who they are. And they are so challenging to work with, to live with to bear with, to be patient with the process with, because their process is messed up, jacked up, like, wow, it's exhausting. And God challenges us to clearly choose to be patient with each other, which means to move past, I want you to think about that person. You're thinking about them, you see them in their mind, and you're, you go ahead, take a moment and play the scenario of, of why they're so obnoxious, why they're so challenging, why it's so hard. Go ahead, go ahead. If you'll take it just a moment, just a little bit, because I don't want you to get all hot and bothered and really mad and all that. Just, just, just think, right? Because it's natural. You do it anyway. To bear with one another, to be patient with the process that God is doing in that person's life, means to move past just tolerating them to actually accommodating them. Now hang with me. To move past just tolerating their presence to begin accommodating their person. Now, that does not mean we cater. You just cater to them. That does not mean we ignore the issues that need to be dealt with. That does not mean you just overlook the challenges and you sweep everything under the rug and you never talk about anything and you never deal with anything. No, sometimes you got to deal with some tough stuff and changes need to be made. But you are now not just tolerating them, you are engaging life with them and to accommodate them is to work with them, to work with them, to do life with them, to get up in the mess with them, to be patient with the process that God is up to in their life. Which means you got to listen, you have to communicate, you have to change and grow and try again with them. And then you listen and you communicate and you change and you grow and then you try again with them. You say, well, I've already tried. Great. You're in a perfect position to listen, change, grow, and now try again with them. You see, 
If you're like me, you probably are at a point where from time to time you go, I've tried all I'm going to try because we are so quick. And some of you are saying, it hasn't been quick. It's been a long time, but still. Be patient with the process of people. Be patient with the process of that person. Hard, isn't it? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, that's just because you don't know the situation. If you knew what I knew, if you knew what I know, if you knew what they did, what they said, what they're like, if you knew what it was like to live with him, if you knew what it was like to live with her, if you knew what it was like to be married to them, to be their parent, to be their child, to be their brother, to be their sister, to work with them five days a week, if you knew, then you would know. I've done all I can do. And it's time for me to just put some distance. Can I only take her in so such small dose? I can only take him, okay, if you knew. All right, well, then just hang with me just a second because I, I get it, and I'm on your side. I really am. I agree with you. But I want you to hang with me just for a few more minutes and think about something. Let's just say your situation with that person is as bad as it can get, worse than it is, worse than it is right now. Whatever they've done, whatever they've said, your relationship with them is even worse. They're even more horrible than you can imagine. Let's say they're even your enemy. Let's call them your enemy. You're like, well, I wouldn't call them my enemy. I mean, that's going a little too far. And I, I know, I know. But just for kicks and giggles, let's call them your enemy, your arch rival, your arch nemesis, the antagonist of your life. Let's put them in the worst case scenario. I mean, someone that is the vein of your existence. Okay, can you, can you pretend that with me? I know it's probably not quite that bad. But just imagine that it's your situation times 10 with them. Do you know that Jesus has something very specific to say to you about people like that? That you would even go so far as to call an enemy. Let's look at it. Because Luke recorded what Jesus said. Jesus says, but to you who are willing to listen. Because Jesus knows that a lot of times we're not willing to listen question is, are you willing to listen? I hope you're willing to listen. I would hate to be the kind of person that looks to Jesus and says, I don't want to hear what you got to say. So let's all be willing to listen. Jesus said, love your enemies. Well, I got no problem loving my enemies, but I have a lot of problem loving them. Wait, are they your enemy? Well, no, I wouldn't put them. That. Okay. So if you can love your enemy, you see, you see, so let's put them in the worst case scenario. Let's put them in the worst case possible situation that they are your enemy. And I know sometimes it's harder to be patient with someone who says they love you than it is to be patient with someone who says they hate you. Isn't that interesting? But let's, let's go worst case scenario. This is what Jesus said. Do good to those who hate you. Well, I'm not saying they hate me. Okay, but just if. Do good. Bless those who curse you, which means even those who curse you out. Doesn't mean you bless them out. It means you bless them. Pray for those who hurt you. Beyond the, God, there they are, get them. They're cloud to ground lightning now. You know, no, 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 no. Pray for them. 
Then he goes on. I want you to keep thinking about that person. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. A lot of people don't even know that Jesus said this, that Jesus came up with this, that this was Jesus' idea. This whole concept of do to others, treat each other the way you want to be treated. I mean, how many moms, I think every mom has said this in one way, shape, or form or another. Every mom in her life at some point has quoted Jesus in her own words. Do you want them to do that to you? It's Jesus. You just want Jesus on them. Do to others, she would have them do to you. And he reiterates it. He wants to make sure it's clear. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Why? Check this out. This is great. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And look at this. You will truly be acting as children of the Most High or living as children of God or behaving the way we behave in the family of Jesus because God is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. And if God treats us that way and he could zap us with a thought, we have no room to treat each other otherwise. I think a lot of times God looks at us and he sees the way we are so impatient and short with one another and so quick to write each other off. And I know we like to say we tried. Oh, I tried. Oh, I tried. I mean, like God kind of, I tried. Like more than you've already tried, tried. We're so quick to do that. I think God looks down and he, and he says, no, 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 guys, that's not the way we do things in my family. That's not the way we do things in my family. Be patient with the process. I'm not done with them and I'm not done with you. So be patient with the process of that person. I know it's exhausting. I know it's tiring, but they're not even your enemy. <laughs> I mean, and if you love your enemies, okay, come on, you see how this works. And then he wraps it up. Because you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Jesus said, you must be compassionate. It comes out of compassion. Not knowing what they're going through, not knowing what they're facing, not knowing what it's like. You think you know what it's like to be them, but not really knowing what it's like to be them. Be compassionate because God has been that compassionate to you and me. So to be patient with the process of people. Here's, here's what you need to know. That person, that person is worth it. And do you know why I know that person is worth it? Because you are worth it. Which brings us to the completion of our challenge, our thought today. To be patient with the process of that person. Why? Because someone has been patient with me. Because someone has been patient with you to be patient, to bear with them, to hang in there and go again and try again and change and learn and grow and try again and be patient with the icky, sticky, messy process of that person because someone has been that patient with you. And you're like, well, no, not me because I haven't been that hard to get along with. I haven't been that hard. I'm a pretty good girl. I'm a pretty good guy. No, no, oh, you have no clue. You have no clue how much patience you've been a recipient of. I have no clue. But here's the truth. As hard as it is to believe, someone has had to be patient with you. And someone is having to be patient with you. I mean, you know, it's good for me from time to time to remind myself that I'm a pain in the butt to somebody. Right? It'd be good for you to look in the mirror from time to time and say, I'm a pain in the butt to somebody. Somebody looks at me 
somewhere and goes, I can only take him in small doses. Somebody looks at you somewhere and goes, oh, okay, 30 seconds max, and then I'm out of here. Right? We have been the recipient of so much patience. That's what Jesus was getting to when he says, treat others the same way you want to be treated. Because God is compassionate to you. God is compassionate to me. So be compassionate to each other. Be patient with the process of that person because you've been a recipient of patience. I mean, if you just wanted to start with what we have received from God through Jesus Christ alone, how much patience you have received from God. God is so patient with me and he's so patient with you. In fact, the scriptures call God long suffering, which means he suffers long, not in a pain way, but when we are a pain to him, right? He hangs with us. He hangs with us. He hangs in there a long time, a lot longer than you and I can fathom. And I am so thankful from time to time, Mentally, and most of the time not in conversation, but we like to role play like we're God. We do that in our minds, and, it, and, and this is what it looks like. So I tell you what, we look at that person, so unbearable, and we go, you know what? You know what I think God ought to do? You know, if I were God, I'd take care of I'd jerk that chain. We're so quick to role play God, but I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm not God and I'm glad you're not God because if I were God, I would have never shown me as much patience as God has shown me. And if you were God, you would have never been as patient with yourself as God has been with you. You have been the recipient of more patience. And so God says, just turn that around and show it to other people. And let me go a second step. You have been shown so much more patience than you can imagine from other people. People that you don't even know are patient with you are patient with you. And the reason you don't know it is because they're patient with you. Be patient with the process of people because someone has been that patient with me, with you. Which brings us back around to the question that we've been asking this entire series. What does love require of me? What does love require of you? What does love require of us? Is that we be patient with the process that God is up to with that person just because God has been so patient with me and other people have been so patient with me. They're worth it. God saw me as worth it. It's worth it. And we all need this reminder. I need to be reminded. Thankfully, 23 years ago, I got married. <laughs> so God brought into my life this amazing woman named Donna who helps me remember this. She's built differently than me her personality and she is soft hearted and I am kind of more of an abrasive personality. And so she does this a little bit more naturally and she hates the fact that I would draw this kind of attention to her. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but, <laughs> but this comes a little bit more natural to her than it does to me. And so it's, it's like, I have a personal Holy spirit. You, anybody else, any other husband have a personal Holy spirit with you? Yeah. And so, and so this is what she'll tell me. And I need it. Every time she says it, I need it. She'll say to me, then she'll, she'll know. And I'm not talking about the drive-thru because at the drive-thru, she just prays for me. She's like, and she helps me check my blood pressure. And 
here's your meds kind of thing. So, but I'm talking about, she can know, you know, when I'm on edge or just really losing patience with someone and, and she'll say something like this almost every time. She says, Jonathan, you don't know what they're going through today. You, you don't know. You, you don't, you never know what they're facing and you're going to want them. You're going to want someone to do the same for you. It's like, who asked you? You know, no. I mean, she's so right. She's so right. We all need a good reminder. We all need a good reminder from time to time to tap us on the shoulder. And she's not perfect. She'll be the first one to tell you that. And we learn this together. And, and there are people that get under her skin. And she struggles with patience with it as well. And we all do. And, and see, here's the, here's the interesting thing is, the people that you have a problem being patient with, I may not have a problem being patient with. And vice versa. Isn't it, isn't it odd? How everybody has somebody. You have that person. I don't know who that person is for you, but I know you know who that person is. And we all need reminders to be compassionate. And sometimes that can be so hard. But that's what love requires of me. And that's what love, and we say we love. We say we love. That's what the church says. That's what Christians say. We love people because Jesus loves us. Well, great. And this is what love requires of us, is that we be patient, to choose to be patient, past the point of being tired of it, past the point of, I've already tried that, past the point of, I don't see the point, past the point of, they're going to take advantage of me. Keep being patient with the process, the messy, glorious, sticky, icky, beautiful, disastrous, but worth it process of people. Because God has done that for us and just asks us to do that for each other. I want you to think of that person and I want to pray for you because I know we need it. Dear Father, I ask you to help me. I need your help. I ask that you to help us with that person knowing that person is different people to different of us. Father, may we remember that we have been recipients of more patience just through you alone, through Jesus Christ. And I am so grateful that you are a long-suffering, patient God. And may we remember that we've been recipients of more patience from other people in ways we don't know. And that's why we don't know it, because they've been so patient with us. So, Father, may we just turn to each other, and especially that person, and be patient. Yes, we got to be honest. Yes, we have to deal with stuff. Yeah, we have to grow and change. But may we not stop short of trying yet again to be the kind of people that you have called us to be. We thank you for being so patient with us. May we show that patience to each other. In Jesus' name, amen.